0: comforting classics,
1: fresh new content,
0: something old, something new. Join Emma and Lucy each month for a new podcast from Fan Critical.
1: Hello and welcome back to Something Old, Something New, a podcast from the Fan Critical family starring your two favourites, Emma and Lucy. We are the best ones. Uh, We are the best ones and we are here to talk to you about shock horror, something old that we have recently watched and something new that we have recently watched. Uh, last week, last week, last month was our first episode and uh, shockingly, we managed to cross <sighs> over on one of our choices. Uh, so you would be pleased to know that this month we have pre-screened the choices for the episode to make sure that we don't double up on anything. Um, Lucy is not feeling her best this week. No. Uh, and... I have got a bit of a croaky voice, uh, don't know why, probably talking too much. So bear with us and hopefully it just makes us sound even better in your It will your make ears. us sound
0: more relatable. Uh, they sound broken yeah. by
1: life, I can relate to that. Yeah. yeah, good. we're human, broken by the week. We're recording on a Friday night, the two of us, 7.30 in <laughs> England. Drinking water. It's grey outside. We're very... I'm having a... Oh no, I'm having a glass of what's marketed as adult squash oh wow robinson's what flavor yeah uh i've no idea because
0: joe bought it i think it's like peach and Looks raspberry like peach to me. you have had nice squash in the past you know you had that um i like to call it a fake mojito with what lime and oh the lemon and lime, lime and- what else mint mint and lime and i remember you gave it to me oh, with soda yeah. and ice and i was like Shh, who needs alcohol when you got adult squash
1: yeah so, Adult Squash, that is our recommendation That's to you all today. Something new. Yep. Something new. Um, but actually, we're going to start with something old and we're going to start with my something old this week. Um, so, earlier this week, having watched uh, LA Confidential. So good. For um, How the Fuck Have You Not Seen That? Excellent. I then said to Joe, Oh, do you know what? I've not seen Heat. So, we watched
0: Heat and then we were having a conversation about Val Kilmer. Which is weird because he came up in the LA Confidential podcast.
1: Yeah. So he's, been, heard of he's him been around for years a lot. And
0: suddenly it's like, what's it called? Uh, the um bed mine off. That's it. I mean, it's yeah. not the same because I do know what Val Kilmer is. But yeah, that is weird. Anyway, sorry, carry on.
1: No, no. It's a, it's a lovely wobbly story for you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> makes no sense. It's just a nice waffle. Um, so then he said to me, "Oh, have you seen The Snowman? And I was like, what, you mean the lovely one where he flies off into the sky at Christmas? Oh. Mm. No, it wasn't that one. It's a completely different story. Um, so this is a film that sort of tangentially stars Val Kilmer. Um, but its main characters are played by Michael Fassbender. Oh, yeah. And um, Rebecca Ferguson.
0: Isn't this very shit?
1: Well, I'm going <laughs> to Sorry to preempt you... you,
0: but it got bad reviews Well, it, we'll, see. I we'll see, we'll see.
1: I'll read you the IMDb summary. So this film is from 2017, The Snowman. Disclaimer. Um, this is hilarious. Uh, so every time I read the IMDb summaries now, I have to look at the um, like tags that are linked to it. So mm-hmm. the tags for this are promiscuous wife. Love that. Snow. Yep, good. Police investigation, promiscuous woman. And then the last one, which... I don't really understand. Hiked skirt.
0: How is that? Oh, that's disturbing. That's It is disturbing.
1: Um, I'd like to know who tags these things. Anyway, the storyline, according to IMDb, is this. When an elite crime squad's lead detective investigates the disappearance of a victim in the first snow of winter... Is she a promiscuous woman? Mm, well, Well, we'll see. He fears an elusive serial killer may be active again. With the help of a brilliant recruit, the cop must connect decades-old cold cases to the brutal new one if he hopes
0: to outwit this unthinkable evil before the next snowfall. I mean, it sounds... I mean, we we all love a Scandi drama, I'm sure. So, it's promising. Fassbender... I mean, when did he last make a good film? But you know he's got the talent there somewhere. It could be a recipe for a good film, Emma.
1: Do you know what? I have to say, for like a midweek film, um with a, a I really like Rebecca Ferguson.
0: She is good. Uh, she is Swedish is as well, a, is she not? So uh, she belongs I think there. She
1: has some some Swedish background. It also has a bit of a cameo from Chloe Svigny. Oh nice, yeah. Um and some other interesting characters. And obviously we'll we'll talk about Val Kilmer in a bit. I do you know what? Solid three bloobs. Okay. I enjoyed it. It's um, it's based on a Joan Nesbo novel. Oh yes. So in theory, the storyline is. I mean, it's very typical, dark, gritty, scandy drama. So, Michael Fassbender's character, Harry Hole, is that how it's pronounced? Yeah, he's British. Oh, okay, I thought it might be like um, oh, Hole
0: or something. No,
1: Hole. No, it's um, it is Harry Hole. <laughs> uh, he's got a drinking problem. He's a bit down and out. It keeps disappearing, and then this case comes up, and it gets all obsessed. Obviously, um, Rebecca Ferguson's character Katrine, uh, you know, she's got a bit of a shady past. She appears, she's new, she's really into this um, particular investigation. She is mysterious shock horror. Uh, and then, uh, you get a load of flashbacks to Val Kilmer looking what I will say, um fucking rough mm, yeah
0: so
1: oh, it's it it such a shame was a bit of a
0: thing a while ago wasn't it that he wasn't looking his best but age comes to all of us even if you're it a does. movie star
1: i have to say it feels a little bit like and this is this is partly why i wanted to bring this up because i'm sad about this it felt a little bit like what happened is val kilmer had gotten older which all happens to all of us as, as you've said lucy he'd gotten older He might have an issue with alcohol, but he Mm. also may have had a lot of plastic surgery. Oh, And it sort of looked like Jackie Stallone.
0: Yeah, Jackie.
1: And I uh, didn't want to, I didn't want to slag off Val, but it just was a bit pants. However, the rest of the cast is really interesting. So Toby Jones makes an appearance in this film. And I love a bit of Toby Jones. He is in everything. He pops up a lot.
0: He's very good.
1: He's an excellent actor. Everyone knows his face, but Mm. I don't know that everyone knows really who he is. Um, Then you've also got Adrian Dunbar, (laughs) a.k.a. Hastings from Line of Duty. I almost said Call of Duty then. Line of Duty. Mm. So for our American listeners, Line of Duty is a uh, police procedural drama basically about internal affairs in in the police in in the england uh and it's very <laughs> in good In london in it's not in the london though is it isn't it i don't really watch it. i think it's in the north is it um and then obviously you've got fassbender he's quite good in it i have to say this i i think if you want an easy like len always talks about a sunday afternoon film doesn't have to be good but enjoyable
0: bit but dark it a bit, bit scary
1: only a touch okay I enjoyed it and it was um it came out in 2017 I feel like there is a period of time in my life where I just stopped going to the cinema
0: yeah I mean last year the whole of last year um, oh well, yeah
1: forget I mean <laughs> that doesn't include Covid just to clarify um Covid times is a whole other ball game um it might be a little scary it may be a little scary maybe it's more of a Saturday night in
0: mm. what day is it today Friday okay maybe tomorrow I am well uh, alone tomorrow so maybe not but I think oh no, I'll give it no, a think Watch it with Aaron when I'm in the mood for a scary. That's maybe more of a winter film for me. You know the dark Ooh, evenings. See,
1: it's funny because I don't think I'd watch it in the winter because of the snow. It's because
0: of the snowman.
1: In the summer, it's a little bit better because you can look out and go, "Oh, it's all right." The yeah. first snowballs. <laughs> There's for no six snowman months. around. We're safe. Um, I don't know how many spoilers you want because I think you should.
0: Spo- I think you should watch it, Lucy. Yeah, let's leave it spoiler-free and just a suggestion. That it's actually not that bad, because I remember when it came out, it was quite roundly criticised. I don't know if you've got any ratings there, critical ratings.
1: Um, I actually, I don't remember it coming out. So IMDb gives it 5.1 out of 10.
0: Yeah, so that was about what I'd heard, that it wasn't fantastic.
1: As is tradition, Rotten Tomatoes gives it (coughs) 7% on the tomato meter Fuck me an 18 percent audience score right, i'm gonna Thirtified be honest Latin. i didn't think i didn't think it was that bad um the critics consensus is that a mystery that feels as mashed together and perishable as its title the snowman squanders its best-selling source material as well as a top-notch ensemble cast
0: what a shame well, that
1: That is a real shame. I do
0: think it's interesting with Michael Fassbender because he obviously started his career in kind of indie films. He worked with Steve McQueen a couple of times. Um, He was in 12 Years a Slave and he kind of stole the show. But since then, I feel like he's really taken a few missteps with his career. And he just seems to make films that are just panned critically and do not make any money. And the fans don't even like them. I wonder why. I don't think he cares.
1: Did you get that impression? Like, I thought he was good in X Men.
0: Oh yeah. To be fair, that sort like, of thing um, is like good anyway. They're good films. The um, the newer X Men films, although um, one with um, Apocalypse was shit. But the other the other two, however many there were, he was decent and he was a good Magneto. And I think that level of blockbuster good. But he did that Assassin's Creed film, which I haven't seen, but mm, it's supposed to be shit. And I just think did, you're actually a really, really good actor, as well. like quite serious guy. And nothing wrong with making blockbusters, but when they're not even good, like, come on.
1: No, and he he sort of went into a bit sort of like sci-fi blockbuster action films. So like when he did Prometheus and things like that. He's very good in Prometheus. I don't know. It's not a good film. Um, Frozen.
0: But I would consider that one of his good performances as that robot. But you're right in that. I don't know. I just, where are his prestige dramas? Steve McQueen needs to bring him back on the firm, I think.
1: Well. Uh, given that it turns out my taste in movies is rotten, <laughs> um, which I'm sure if any of you have listened to any other podcast I'm in, you'll all know, uh, I think it's possibly time to move on from the Snowman. Now the snow is thawed. Walking in the
0: air. How can they now call we're it that? Now we walking in the sludge, it's just ruining a childhood. I know. Concert.
1: It is a shame. That was a beautiful bit of song Thank there, you. Lucy. Thank you. Uh, let, let's move on to spring. Springtime, new growth. And Lucy, what is your something new for this month?
0: Ah, lovely segue. Um, My something new is a Channel 4 show, which I believe is actually on HBO as well, or it's in association with something. I may have made that up. So don't quote me on it. Um, It is called This Way Up. There was an original series a couple of years ago, I think um and the second series has just come out and it is a sort of comedy drama uh, created written by and starring Ashleen B who is an Irish comedian comedian writer she's fantastic and it also has Sharon Horgan in it so just continuing the uh, yes. Horgan tradition we mentioned Motherland last week which is hilarious mm-hmm. this is not as funny it's not supposed to be as funny it's a drama um about sisters irish sisters living in london um one of them played by ashley b has just kind of come out of rehab um because she's dealing with her mental health issues and it's just kind of about their relationship and her kind of struggling to move through the world but it's funny as well um have you seen it emma
1: I have not, but um, I absolutely love Ashton B. She's so good And in I, it. Follow her, I follow her on the Instagram. Oh, do you? I need to do so. I do. Oh, she's really funny. Um, and she'd been posting about series two of This Way Up. And then I actually listened to her on a podcast. It might have been um, off menu. Oh, yeah. And talking about it. And I was like, how have I not watched this? But, well, my something new will explain why I haven't had time to watch this
0: okay all will become clear
1: twill uh so no I haven't but I am very excited to
0: yeah I definitely recommend it it's very bingeable I think the episodes I think they're about half an hour maybe with the break in in the middle um if you watch it on channel 4 I watched it on catch up all 4 and it's just yeah it's very bingeable like you you want to keep watching it. you want to find out what happens to this woman um I think it's a really great portrayal of sisters. I think it's a great portrayal of um, mental health without being depressing, but without making light of it. I think she uh, covers it really well. Um, it's very Irish humour. It's just, they're just funny. They're just a funny bunch, There's the something
1: Irish. There's something really special about Irish humour as well. Um, and
0: Irish family humour. Yes, and that... Like, comes into it. Her relationship with her mum is touched upon. Um, her relationship with her sister, which is very realistic. And Sharon Hawken plays her sister. And you see her relationship with her, well, boyfriend at the time. And, yeah, it's just really good. And also, um, what is his name? Tobias Menzies is in it, who is in Game of Thrones. Really? He played, played Prince Philip in The Crown in the later seasons. He's very good as well. Yeah. And it's just... Something that I really enjoyed watching and the two series we watched it, uh, I think we must have just covered them in a week because it is easy to watch and just to keep going. It's not gruelling in any way. Um, The episodes are not particularly long and I just think, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next season. I hope there is one. I'll have to start following her on Instagram.
1: Mm, You will. Um, For our non-UK listeners, what else has
0: Sharon Horgan been in? So Sharon Horgan was in Catastrophe, which... I have seen some of, but definitely need to like complete the Horgan Trinity and um, watch that. So Catastrophe that, was I, brilliant. Yeah, I know. I need to, watch, I need to finish it anyway. Um, I believe that was over in the US. I think she wrote a drama, comedy drama with Sarah Jessica Parker, I believe, about a divorce. I believe it may have been called The Divorce, but I'm going to check that for you listeners because that's the kind of gal I am. Um, what else has she been in yeah she created motherland which is again hilarious
1: yeah brilliant i don't know
0: if you can get that overseas i hope so because it's extremely funny um
1: yeah that would be i think it would um appeal to our our audience um well here's something one of the first things she's credited for is a tv movie from 2002 called shoreditch twat huh which just Many of basically sums
0: are up in my eyes I've encountered in my life there's a show called Divorce in the US um three seasons Wowza. starring yeah, Sarah Jessica Parker so Carrie Yeah, pressure. do you know what I've heard of that but
1: I haven't um I haven't watched it f- which is no, a shame actually because yeah. I think I'd really enjoy I it I feel
0: like it was advertised here um but there is a lot to to watch and sometimes things slip through the crack which is what this podcast all about, isn't it? Catching up on stuff that you've missed now that you we've all got a little bit more time, allegedly. Yeah.
1: I think also so, um i would forgotten this. I, I haven't seen it for I haven't actually seen it, but she um the new version
0: of Military Wives. Oh yeah, I've seen the other. It looks a bit that would be maybe a Sunday night um film. A bit twee, but you know, sometimes you're like, Oh yeah, I just need a British like tea and cakes comforting film and i think that would probably bit fit of game. you know
1: i was about to say a bit of nationalism that <laughs> yeah. is not what i meant cannot be a bit of
0: nationalism on a sunday i'm always
1: saying okay. it. you cannot um i can't think of the word like just gentle britishness very kind of traditionally british um which which is just comforting in its own way
0: isn't it definitely I th- I find it like yeah. um it is a bit of a detour from what we're talking about but it's Irish like I even though I'm not Northern Irish or anything like Dairy Girls have you ever seen Dairy Girls oh my
1: I god I love Dairy love Girls it.
0: I find that very comforting I think it's the 90s like nostalgia without being overpowering I'm like I just when I'm sad I'm like I just want to watch Dairy Girls I don't know why I just need to hear their accents and I just need to feel safe and yeah again Irish well Northern Irish but hilarious recommend that if anyone well, hasn't seen that
1: yeah I definitely recommend Dairy Girls it, and, and hilarious and also it's that it's a bit like do you remember when we watched the in where you look at you, yeah. you cringe and you think oh my god I remember being that age I feel like that about Dairy Girls yeah um very much uh and I really enjoy it and actually so I'm really interested that you, you like this way up because I really enjoy Ashlyn B on you know all the panel shows. Um, yes, I think she's really good. She definitely
0: what, like deserves a lot better than just being the token woman on the panel shows. I must say, like she's a great performer, and the writing's really good. And just she can pick up on everyday humor, especially between the sisters. Like there's moments where written down something wouldn't make you laugh, but the way they do it is just hilarious. And I don't have any sisters, but I can still recognize it as a very real yeah. relationship and their chemistry like because Ashley B's character has come out of um, rehab and that's like the premise of the show, so it's not a spoiler. And Sharon Horgan's character, Shona, so Anya and Shona, and I love the Irish names. Um, so Sharon Horgan's character, Shona, is older and she's just worried about her. And you can just tell like, and she says at one point, I think, she's like, it's not just your life, it's my life because I have to worry about you. And it it's just very, yeah, really sad at times, but funny and just... Really worth watch.
1: I think that's quite similar to the feels from um, Motherland, isn't it? That it's, you know, there are a lot of comforting things about it because it's just about real life. Um, Motherland is definitely
0: just a lot more play for laughs and a lot funnier. Like it's more of a just comedy with some touching moments, whereas this is more of a drama with some funny bits.
1: I think the nice thing about it as well, you know, having not seen it, is that Ashley B's, like, the two of them have written it together, yeah. right? Am I right well, in saying that?
0: I don't know if they wrote it together, to be honest. Let me go back to my Sharon Horgan um, file. I'm pretty sure it was just... <laughs> yes, we keep files on all of the actresses that
1: we discuss,
0: and actors. She was an executive producer, so and B wrote it, I
1: believe. Uh, Ashlyn B wrote it. Mm. Well, even better for her. Well done, Ashlyn B. Uh, and you said that's available on all four in the UK and... Hulu.
0: Hulu. So get on Hulu, Hulu, guys.
1: I think everyone has Hulu in, in the America. Yeah, I think so.
0: And Australia. We
1: can't get it here, which is really upsetting.
0: No, it is, is annoying. But I think most stuff on Hulu you can get elsewhere. If you know how, if you know where to look.
1: Well, maybe that'll be my something new for next month, is just learning cyberpunk. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's my new hobby. Uh. <laughs>
1: um, Thank you, Lucy. So my something new... Is new ish and but it has opened up a whole new uh world for me. So, uh, Joe and I have just started watching The Punisher, that is, which is a TV Mar- series,
0: Marvel, DC,
1: Marvel, it is Marvel, Marvel's The Punisher, right? Um now it finished in 2019 but I still call that recent because let's face it 2020 and 2021 Well
0: it's new it's new to you I think is the we're flexible and with new the timing I think Um now
1: what interests me about this is a number of things one it stars John Bernthal who yes. uh, was in the Walking Dead and uh, you know also who is an excellent character two it's got a really it's a, it's an interesting story so we're about halfway through season 1 and I'm really enjoying it um, however we have just discovered that we've definitely watched none of the other series that we should have watched prior to this oh
0: because they all Such, link up don't they
1: yeah they That's do they so get you yeah. sh- and the thing is is Jo was like oh, I don't know if I can be bothered and I was like well now I want to watch Daredevil and Jessica Jones and all of the other ones that are relevant to this particular world because people keep turning up and I'm like fuck Yeah, that yeah w- that would annoy me why do me. I not know who she is <laughs> but what's what's really interesting so in season one you've got uh you've got homeland security agent uh who is played by an actress who I've never seen before um but who's really good Her name's Dana um the actress is called amber rose Reaver um she's really interesting she's really good she's very um what's what word I'm looking for like classic hard ass bit like um in homeland Carrie. Carrion Homeland, very a little bit like that, or they slightly less unstable. She was pretty unstable, wasn't she? Really, she was pretty unstable. But it also co-stars Ben Barnes, who you will remember uh, as Logan from Westworld.
0: Yes, well, I hate Westworld, so I remember him as being in. What was he in? He was in Stardust, I think, and he was in something else. Um, yeah, I'm well. I'm glad to see him getting work because I think he's good. Yeah. British. Handsome. One more do you He want? did play Dorian Gray once. That was it. He, I swear it was not Prince that as well. And
1: Prince Caspian, Chronicles of Night. That's
0: it. Yes, he's Prince Caspian, famously. And
1: he also was in Stardust as the young Dustin Thorn. Yeah, I love Stardust. Yeah. I think I genuinely think he's a really good character. Now, uh, character actor. And his character is interesting, but his character reminds me a lot of his, of his character in Westworld. Oh. And he did these sort of almost crossing over um so he's like he's
0: Rich Arsehole. Kind of
1: Well, he is a rich asshole now. So the, the premise of, of the show is that Frank Castle, the Punisher, uh he was in like a really deep military ops thing and then when he comes back his family are all killed by the cartel, except maybe it's not the cartel. Quite very sad. So he goes a bit mental and he goes off punishing those people responsible he murders everybody, running around in a hoodie. <laughs>
0: That's not a costume. Fair
1: enough. It's not, um, but it is quite scary. <laughs> uh, and Ben Barnes's character, Billy Russo, served with him in this particular, like, super secret, maybe slightly bad, special ops unit over in Iraq and Iran and Afghanistan all of you know, during that particular period of conflict and then when they come back so john berthold's family or uh, well, frank castle's family sorry refer to the character are all murdered so he goes a bit mad and what billy russo does uh is decides to set up a like private security slash black ops firm and make loads of money by contracting out to the u.s government to go off and do
0: ops doing that ops so he's like hmm, why don't they just get doing the them ops that
1: Uh, Because sometimes you don't want people to know What it is that you're doing And you're willing to pay lots of money To have somebody else do that Without getting political on the podcast Um, But what's interesting His character is very much like Now I'm wearing a nice suit And I'm very pretty um, And also I'm quite dangerous And a little bit unstable um, And if you piss me off I might shoot you And you can really It's really interesting watching it Because you can really see Logan in his character in this Yeah um, and I hated him in Westworld. Yeah. Look, he acted the role very well. Clearly he's very good at that. So, after a very long-winded way of getting to this, I would really like to see him in Stardust. Because I don't think I've seen it. You haven't seen Stardust? No, what I don't the, know the hell? Why? Or if I have, maybe it was just a long time ago oh, and I can't I really love it. Yet.
0: It's funny, if I watched it now, I don't know if I... I might not find it as good, but... I watched it when I was at uni. Sorry, at cinema, and absolutely loved it. He's not in it much, so don't don't watch it for him. Either he's maybe in I'll like watch a little flashback to
1: Narnia thing. instead, then. But I love it. Or maybe I'll just Google the flashback. Or just watch the film because it's good. Okay, maybe I will. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a nice project. So Joe and I tend to watch films a lot, which you know I don't do. I like a series, um, and we've been very good at not watching without the other person so it's a nice project um, so that we've got something that's 45 minutes long instead of 2 hours long to watch of an evening um, god who have I become yeah I
0: think that's good if you're enjoying it but what my issue would be is like say you've watched The Punisher and you enjoyed it I presume you've liked oh, it oh yeah really yeah. enjoying it
1: I really like it I think like it's violent it's
0: you know <laughs> everything you want Just violence.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a bit sort of comic violence. Um, But there's also, there's a good kind of interesting relationship between Frank Castle and, um, I don't really want to spoil it, but there's another character uh, that he doesn't really like and then they become sort of buddies and they have a good repartee and I quite enjoy that. So there are some interesting parts to it that aren't just him going around punishing people. There's a story behind it and I'm intrigued to know where it goes. So I think, you know, it's a nice sort of two season, two or three series project. Yeah, kind of I thing. mean,
0: that that part of it's good, but um, it would annoy me if I felt obligated now to go back and watch two other series of like, completely different shows just to understand this show. Yeah, Like that aspect I'd- of it would annoy me because if I went back and watched Daredevil and was like, this is shit, but I know I have to watch it all for The Punisher to make sense. I think that would stop me. Watching The Punisher, if that makes sense. Yeah,
1: and I think I think the decision that we made not to go back and watch the other shows was the right one because it's. So not you're not like going to do that. Of idiots. Well, we're not going to do it before continuing The Punisher. I might go back and watch them another time, mm. but we're not going to stop watching it and go okay, back. Fair because one. I don't think we need to. I, I think you know. I think if you really want the full experience, it's like just jumping into like watching Avengers End Game without ever having seen a Marvel yeah. movie.
0: You know, like, you'd probably work out what was going on. But you'd miss a lot, I think. If you did that specifically, yeah. you'd be like, what's okay, I mean, Vibranium? Specific, like you just wouldn't like, know anything.
1: Yeah, like, well, it's, it's kind of like, I think actually it was a bit like watching those last last ones when I hadn't seen Black Panther, and I was like, the fuck are all these people from Wakanda? Ah, uh, yeah. Um, you know, confusing. Or if you watched The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I've just watched... And you hadn't ever seen a Marvel film, whereas I think with The Punisher, it's a bit more. You could watch it as a standalone, but there are certain things like a couple of characters turn up where you're supposed to know who they are, and they
0: don't really yeah like a you big reveal, and you're like, I'm like, this means nothing.
1: Yeah, like for everyone who knew everything about it, they'd be like, oh my god, I can't believe like they're finally reconnected, and I'm like, who the fuck is that? Yeah, it means less. <laughs> but that is what Wikipedia is for. uh So you know, I don't think it's an excellent show. I think it's a good show. I think it's um, again a solid three blue, and at the moment I'm not I'm not in the place where I need too much intense five blue content. So it's working. No, I know for what me. you mean.
0: When you it's you're working like, for me. I just want it to be engaging but easy. Ah, uh, yeah. I feel yeah. You.
1: I want to enjoy it, but I don't want to have to really, you know, obsess about it. That's my thing. Um. So yeah, you know, I, and I think if you're if you if you enjoy Marvel, it's um. It's worth, it. it's sort of one of those fringe stories, you know, like not part of really, not really part of the main popular Not canon. part of
0: the MCU, but just part of yeah. the like comic book world.
1: Exactly. Um. So I, I'd recommend it if you are not fussy about watching stuff to
0: understand who random characters <laughs> might be. If you're not bothered about people turning you know? up to reactions that you don't understand, then yeah. Yeah, then watch it. I really liked it, oh,
1: good. Uh, you know, and I like I like John Bernthal, um and I can't think what else I've seen him in.
0: Lose. He is in lots. He's is he in Sicario? Because when you said about the cartels, I was like, like Sicario. Oh yeah, you might be right. He's uh, yeah. I don't, don't want to give anything away about Sicario, but um, nope, spoiler free, please. Watch it if you want, but yeah, he's in that. He's in a few things. Uh, what else is he in? Yeah, I like him. He's got a very distinctive, uh, memorable face despite me not being able to remember anything he's been in.
1: His voice is very memorable and very kind of powerful. So in The Punisher, he's very kind of growly, which I really like. Uh, Lucy, it's your turn to to round us off with your
0: something old. Okay, so my something old was watched, I think mm, a couple of weekends ago. You know, when you're just, I'm very, with films especially, don't want to watch a new film. Want to watch a film I already like. Want to watch a film I already love that I know what's going to happen and I can just watch it and not have to really engage too much. Um, So it was my turn to pick a film and I chose Clueless because it's just a 90s classic, um, (laughs) very comforting and Aaron was like, I've seen this, we've watched this recently and then when Paul Rudd turned up, he was like, Paul Rudd's in I was like, so you haven't seen it at all then because you don't know that Paul Rudd was in it.
1: Paul Rudd that never ages. What is is he like? Um, not Cisco, the other one. What do you mean, the
0: other
1: one? A Pharrell that never ages. Yes, I mean I'm sure Cisco. I don't know why I compared him to Cisco. Um, yeah, Pharrell um, is. Yeah, is Paul Rudd still looks age. like he's twenty. Some people,
0: I think, just being attractive generally is helpful. Though Val Kilmer doesn't help yeah. everyone. Um, but it was yeah, it was nice to watch it. Although I think it's hard to watch films from the '90s. Without a bit of a critical eye for modern values, um, although I do find it annoying to do that and to analyse it too much, but I think it actually stood up pretty well through that lens. Like there wasn't too much like sort of homophobia and all the other horrible things. It was quite a uh, kind of stayed away from all that kind of thing, which so sort of made it quite an easy watch. Um, I suppose also that Clueless was um, relatively.
1: Unique in some ways, that it had a quite multicultural cast.
0: It did, yeah. You had Dee and uh, her boyfriend Murray, both uh, yeah.
1: played by the actor from Scrubs. Yes, uh, Donald Faison.
0: That is the and one. Stacey Dash, who was about thirty when she was in it. She, she they all look so old. But the fashion. I mean, God forbid oh you could God. cast a film. With teens, where the teens aren't played by 30-year-old actors. I don't actors. think it's ever happened. To be fair, Alicia Silverstone, I think, was, like, 19. But she's supposed to be 15. So they're very young in it anyway. They're not even, like, 18-year-old uh, high schoolers. They're supposed to be, like, learning to drive and stuff. Um, God,
1: what a lovely bit of nostalgia, Liz. Oh, it was lovely. And the fashion.
0: <laughs> I just love it. Like, it's so back in fashion now. But it's just so stylish. Um, it wasn't quite as funny as I remember. Um and I also think, because it's basically an adaptation of Emma um, by Jane Austen, yeah. the kind of, she thinks of him as her stepbrother, but she ends up going out of him as a bit yuck, really. That's the one thing that I was like, man, I don't think that is appropriate. It's incorrect. Because, and he seems a lot older than her, like she's 15 and he's at college, like uh, not getting the best vibes. And her dad is very fierce, like lawyer, like scary in a funny mm. way and the idea that he'd be like okay with it is like I don't think he would he didn't want people sitting in his chair um, let alone his sort of stepson <laughs> dating his daughter his one daughter um, but it's good Brittany Murphy's in it bless her may she oh, rest in gosh, peace yeah. so tragic Um, that is sad but it's yeah it's just it's like 90 minutes lots of great quotable lines and yeah I mean that's already ticked two of our boxes Lucy 90 minutes quotable yeah Great 90s fashion, like the hair, the makeup. Um, yeah, I just it's like a hug, just sitting watching that. All the music, yeah, very nostalgic. I just really enjoyed it and I just can't face watching anything new. TV shows, fine, but a film, that's oh, like totally a different... new film. I'm like, no, I don't want to. I really just want to watch like Crazy Rich Asians. I just want to watch rom-coms. Also, don't watch Crazy Rich Asians. No, I love it. I've seen it I watched it again recently just because I find Singapore really interesting anyway not that this is like a documentary but just anything (laughs) I'm finding I don't know about you and our listeners because we can't go anywhere quite interested in films or TV that's set not in England or anywhere that's like fully recognizable do you know what I mean I'm like oh. Yeah, no, we need the escapism. Yeah, oh, that's nice. Like, massively
1: need the escapism. See, I've been doing a lot of, I've been watching a lot of Rick Stein.
0: Fucking love Rick Stein. Oh, my God.
1: Because who doesn't love Rick? Um, Also, because it's about food and um, he travels around to places. And yeah, but that escapism but so I can imagine that Clueless was probably like a really nice nostalgic journey. Yeah. Um I remember watching that when I was younger and thinking they were so grown up and mature and amazing and to think they were supposed to be fifteen.
0: Yeah, I mean that is quite that like, never even occurred about, to it's me. not like talking about sex loads, but like losing losing Enough. their virginities and stuff. And when she's talking about getting her licence and being fifteen, I'm like as if to quote them not even like it just seems a bit <laughs> yeah like very young at 15 have i was I... just a mess i did not have highlights i did not have you know fred Siegel. i didn't have anything
1: no i i was a moron at 15
0: and things have not improved in the <laughs> <last>
1: 17 years <laughs> no, that I much weren't. um am i am i making this up or am i right in saying that she
0: had a, like a magical closet she in the film? had an app so very ahead of its time kind of like an app she went on her pc and it basically yes. was like a closet that showed it was like a little sort of cgi image of her um and it would like match up her clothes so she knew what to wear and then she'd go and get it amazing why do we not have that now I know. well i said this and apparently there is something like that now but it's taken long enough this was 95 26 years to get Cher's dream closet come on silicon valley Guys, wake seriously. up seriously this is what women want
1: We've wanted that since 1995. Yeah. You've been slow, unbelievable, terrible. And what have we got instead? We've got Jeff Bezos going to space a dick up in a penis rocket. I mean, who does he think What's he climate is? Climate change, fucking Doctor Evil. Don't worry about climate change. I'll just spend a million pounds on a rocket that looks like a penis. Yes. Um, yeah. Sorry, that was a real diversion. Uh, what we should, what my point being, what we should have is shares closet app.
0: Yeah. Oh. I'd pay for that. I love it, and yeah, I just—if you haven't seen it, watch it. Um, I'd be interested to what you think now watching it, Emma. But I think it actually stands up pretty well. Oh no, I'm um,
1: so Joe does two night shifts a week, which means I get the telly uh, and the bed to myself Gel. twice a week, which is amazing. So um, not tonight because I already have um, a last last watch last chance to watch Channel Five. On-demand documentary about murders <laughs> to finish. Uh, and shockingly, we've do. done two episodes of this, and I have not. I have not brought up a murder documentary yet. There's but wait, time. next month I oh, might. Uh, but next week, I will. I will delve into the the clueless closet. Yeah, do and, it uh, and feedback. I'll do it. Um, well, uh, that has been a fascinating mixture of of old and new. So we've had the snowman this way up, the Punisher, and clueless.
0: Not much old is there, really... though, I would say. I would say only Clueless is very old. No. We've actually done quite a lot of new. Newer, yeah. But I,
1: I don't care. I think we've done a lovely job of it. Um, so if you have enjoyed our ramblings about something old, something new, or mostly new, but old in a way, uh, new to us then uh, you can subscribe to Fan Critical on all of your favourite podcasting platforms. Please do uh, rate us, leave us a review. Uh, And if you really, really like what we do, you can support us on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash fancritical. Uh, We don't just do this as a podcast family. We have many, many other shows. Uh, So not only our kind of event movies and big TV shows that we like to cover, we also have a number of other podcasts, including the How the Fuck Have You Not Seen That series, where we delve into our closets of shame to talk about the movies that we've pretended to see for years and actually have never watched, which always includes a very fun and slightly tense quiz. Huh. The uh, the gents do uh, a podcast called 60 Minutes to Midnight, where they talk about whiskey and the telly. <laughs> and movies. Uh, We also have The Worst of Netflix with John and Gaz, where they delve through the depths of Netflix films to uh, talk about what might be the Zero Blue winner. Uh, That is very entertaining. And of course, we have our brand new show, Not All Sequels Are Created Equal, uh, where two of us each week pitch against each other a sequel to a film that's never had one, and the rest of the team vote as to who wins. Yep, so... We will be back next month with another episode of Something Old, Something New. Uh, but keep, keep tuning in to the rest of fan-critical content. And thank you very much for listening. See you in the month. Thanks, months.
0: guys. Bye.
1: Bye. <laughs>